0: This is Sabrina Marie, host of the Building Abundant Success Series. Our spotlight is on politics. My guest, Michael Blake. He is an assemblyman, a New York, and a vice chair of the Democratic National Committee. We talk a bit about Biden's plan for the economy, health care, and justice. This awesome interview starts right now. How are you? I am, well, I, I'm, I'll i be truthful. I've been out registering people to vote. We've got lives wrapped around the block. Uh, and people aren't budging. Even though the storms or rain, it can be sunny, it doesn't matter. It's beautiful to see people out uh, exercising their right to vote, and they're very fired up about this election.
1: Uh, immensely.
0: Yes, indeed, it's 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 an, an amazing. With a Biden plan of lift every voice, and you know, with the pandemic being as it is, people are upset. Uh, you know, the businesses closing and the pandemic. I want you to give us a little hope on what Biden's plan is with lift every voice. What is his plan? And if he also has a plan for health care, what is that? What does that look like under a Biden Harris ticket?
1: Absolutely. Well, you know, first, you know, when we think about what is at stake uh, in this election, uh, this is about restoring the soul of the nation. Uh, as Vice President Biden has said over and over again, that we have to be very clear uh, that we cannot go back to where we were, uh, that we have to build back better and be very thoughtful around that. And specifically within the black community, uh, it's even more critical. You know, how do we advance economic mobility, jobs and creations for black folk, um, and close the racial wealth gap um, and the income gap, uh, which is apparent uh, as people are trying to figure out how to pay for uh, their, their bills and how to grow. When you think about only 4% of small business owners are African American, even though uh, black people, we make up 13% of the population, something has to change. Uh, and so that's, you know, how do you increase funding for a state small business credit initiative? Um, you know, about a billion dollars in funds, uh, as well as expanding the new market tax credits, uh, and equally doubling funding to the community development financial institutions, CDFIs. So you have greater access to capital to happen to our communities, you know, otherwise they're not getting that. Uh, and, as well as expanding the SDA, the Small Business Administration needs expanded capacity and support, um, for us to build on what has to happen. You know, moreover, uh, beyond the economic approach, which is obviously critical, uh, we have to make sure we're, we're addressing what's going on, uh, when it comes to, you know, home ownership. You know, the, the critical element of having equity is home ownership, uh, and, 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 to expand in that way. You know, when you think about, uh, the, the efforts, you know, $15,000, uh, temporary tax credit, so that, and uh, making it permanent instead of temporary, uh, so that you have a chance for a first-time homeowner. You know, it's that kind of work within the Lift Every Voice plan, uh, that can change the game and create opportunities for us who otherwise people don't have um, in so many different ways. Uh, it's how do you go even further when you ask about health care? Uh, it's impossible for us to restart the economy uh, if people are still struggling when it comes to health care. Uh, when we say, you know, can you breathe? You know, I, I, I can't breathe because of COVID and I can't breathe because of police brutality. Uh, and so, you know, not only having uh, expanded mandates uh, when it comes to the mask, uh and responsibly being thoughtful of that, uh, addressing what's going on in terms of the uh, the trust gap uh, around testing, uh, by knowing that there has to be an increase when it comes to testing, uh, and then thinking through how do we safely and responsibly reopen and reimagine um, as a part of that that healthcare effort, uh, and then on education, you know, how do you make sure you continue to expand when it comes to student loan forgiveness? How do we in- improve teacher diversity so that we actually have teachers that are looking like and are from our respective communities? You know, finding more concrete ways to address student debt, uh, which is paramount. You know, there, there should be an immediate cancellation of a minimum of ten thousand dollars federal student loan debt. You know, and what are we doing to our HBCUs and our MSIs, our minority-serving institutions? You know, this is the kind of tactical and practical approach um, that we have with Lift Every Your Voice. So for everyone that's listening, uh, I would encourage you, go to joebiden.com slash blackamerica joebiden.com slash America so you can see the literary voice plan uh, and the vision that he has of what we can do to transform everything for the black community. And then broader, I hear often around criminal justice, uh, usually people will say, well, what about the crime bill? Well, let's also keep in mind that uh, polling of the crime bill was supportive, you um, what was happening, including within the black community, um, overwhelming support from black office members um, as well. Uh, it, it was addressing a challenge at the time. Uh, but now this is about how do you, you know de-certify officers um, who are in, involved in police misconduct? How do you have addressing no uh, no-knock warrants and having a chokehold ban? You know those are the steps while also building schools and not jails uh, and identifying ways that you can fund alternatives to incarceration. That is the kind of approach um, that Vice President Biden would have, given the chance to be president, and all of this can be filed in it with their voice so that people can be inspired by it.
0: I did have a question on health care. Um I worked under uh intern uh with people who work with uh the late John Conyers and he had a single payer health care plan. I know Biden may expand what we know as the Affordable Care Act. Um, is a single payer uh something in Joe Biden's plan or near it? Because uh HR six seven six, I believe it was out there in two thousand ten right when the Affordable Care Act was retold. Um, do you know a bit about that?
1: Uh, very much so. So what, what my son said very clearly is let's expand on the Affordable Care Act uh, and have a public option. So if you decide that you want to stay with your current plan, um, totally fine. If you choose to, uh, go a step further uh, and decide, you know, I want to give myself the opportunity for a public option because especially for our brothers and sisters in labor, they should not have to be forced uh, to lose that great access they have. Uh, that's what we're saying, and that's where we're at stake around. And so, you know, are there multiple ways um, uh, to identify, um, uh, to expand on affordable care and make sure that you can stay in your parents' plans for age 26 so that you can continue to address the donut hole so that we can address... Uh, discrimination that has existed so we can make sure to go further uh, in, in having more doctors of color, uh, nurses of color within our communities, yes to all of those things. But as we know, we have to make sure that this is more affordable as well as still providing high-quality care. So the, what the focus has been is, you know, instead of Obamacare, making and Biden care, what that would be is expanding the affordable care and giving people the public option. Uh, that is the route that the vice president has said he would take when, when he's president.
0: I've been watching your career um, there in New York and now uh, with the Democratic Party. Uh, what is the Democratic Party doing to get not only great people like yourself, but expand because uh, people call for term limits. Maybe you don't want to speak on that, but I think there should be more national leaders that are raising up now. What do you say to that?
1: Well, terms of already exist called elections, you know, and so if someone so chooses um, that uh, uh, you, you, that person should not continue in that role, uh, then that, that's what would happen uh, within uh, uh, an election process. You know, I think at the end of the day, we're seeing that people are not going to be silent if they feel like that elected is not representing them in the way that they should. And so the broader dynamic, Um, is how do we ensure that the right people are pursuing higher assistance, pursuing the calling? You know, I I say often, I said to some college students from Monroe College earlier, um, that I believe politics and policy are the most comprehensive way to help people, period, because there is nothing that will happen in your life that's not impacted by some form of policy. And so now this is about inspiring people to run. Inspiring the, the 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 young leaders and new leaders council, inspiring the young uh, leaders, new generation citizen, inspiring my fellow fraternity brothers and our file fraternity incorporated. You know, telling everyone you can do more by being engaged in the game. And so uh, I, I think it's less about um, arbitrary uh, uh, timetables, uh, but rather you know if someone can serve and they're capable of serving and they are doing the work, uh, then let them continue.
0: Amen. We know your schedule's busy. Thanks so much for being with us. Do you want to leave us with anything?
1: I, I can't convey this enough, you know, everyone. You know, and, spring, thank you for the opportunity. I, you, know, you have heard the phrase, most important lesson in a lifetime. Too many times, that is a theoretical, aspirational comment. But you have to really ask yourself and be clear about it. Donald Trump said four years ago, to the black community, but this is not applicable to everyone, what do you have to lose? And unfortunately, the answers are our lives, mm-hmm. our businesses, our yeah. schools, our livelihood. And so the choice that has to be made when it comes to the election. Do we continue with the disastrous, chaotic, corrupt? Evil, inhumane, racist, xenophobic, discriminatory, hollow agenda from the Trump Defense Administration, where more than 230,000 Americans had lives lost and millions of had lives changed forever. And we go down that road again, or do we say the time to transform and talk through and implement the vision of Build Back Better so we can be clear that? whether if you are black or white or Latino or Native American or Asian, no matter your background, your skin color, no matter your last name, no matter your zip code, that you will have a chance to be able to live life the way you deserve to. I would focus on COVID, healthcare, the economy, racial and social justice. I would rather put my belief in a man of empathy and sympathy in Joe Biden than I ever with Donald Trump. This very clear determination. The amount of energy you spend to stand in line for sneakers, stand in line to go to a restaurant, stand in line to go to the club. The amount of energy you spend to go online uh, ESPN or go shop. I need you to go online to IWillVote.com, and I need you to stand in line to exercise your constitutional rights so that we can actually turn this dark page into a brighter page and go from pain to promise on Tuesday.
0: Thanks so much, Michael. I really appreciate you being with us and uh, speaking to the audience and uh, blessings to your wonderful career, and uh, we'll be watching. I'm
1: really grateful. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you. Bless you. Bless you. Bye bye.